1: We want to help you become the best screenwriter you can be and to reassure you that
0: you are not alone on this journey. Hey guys, welcome to the screenwriter. Hey you guys, welcome to today's show. Um, As you can see, it's a little different today. Um, and with everything going on we're respecting the
1: uh, safer at home for the state of California and or maybe it's just LA I don't know It's California, it's California. right? yeah, California. yeah. Uh, so we're gonna be bringing you the show remotely from our um, homes I'm in my glamorous uh, basement home office
0: Meg where are you I'm in my glamorous what I call the birdhouse because it's at the top of my like a little attic room which is my writing place. Uh, today we're going to do theme because we're going to talk about our week, which is going to incorporate all the vulnerability that we're all feeling as writers uh, right now, given the uh, virus. But we also think it's important and good to just, you know, get yourself back into something in your craft and let's just talk about writing. And uh, we think that would be a good thing to also just stay on track today. So today we're going to talk about theme. It probably won't be our only day to talk about it. Um, it's a big topic, but we'll get started today.
1: So before we dig into that let's talk about what we've been up to this last week or two uh uh,
0: Meg right during a pandemic
1: yeah uh, uh, for me it's been a real shit show over here Uh, I've suddenly become a homeschooling second grade Montessori teacher which is like super not what I had in mind Um, uh, so it's been a real struggle for me I might honestly, I might cry a little bit while I'm talking about this. I've already cried twice today. Once when I was riding my exercise bike and once in the shower and nothing particularly interesting triggered it. It just, um, stress perhaps maybe stress. Yeah. Just stress. But it wasn't like there was an event or anything. Um, I, but earlier this week I did get feedback on a project and, um, and I just went to this real dark, bleak place afterwards. And then I went in the shower and had a big, snotty cry, which felt really good because I wasn't using any toilet paper to wipe my nose. Uh, so I wasn't using resources.
0: Resources, but very important.
1: Whatever it was, you know, I, when we ta- when we did our show about um, how to get notes and how to take notes, we talked a lot about how that can feel like you're going to die. Right. And so I got notes and I had that feeling. And then I think it literally triggered I'm going to die in and you're the. And are also
0: in a virus pandemic in which i yeah. are dying. Yes.
1: Yeah. So it it triggered that, and I talked to a writer friend yesterday who had a very similar experience. She, um, it's because I think it it feels the same, right? I'm going to die as a writer. I'm getting those, but also like this is a really scary time. So I, and I, my week has been figuring out how to teach. Um, and how to be okay with, oh, should I just touch my face? Damn it, I'm so bad at it. I'm so bad at not touching my face. Um, But it's been a lot of like self-doubt. Am I gonna let my kid down? Am I gonna let my husband down? And struggling to sort of come to terms with like, this is a new normal and it doesn't feel normal. I keep waiting for that, like the rhythm of it to kick in. And I have really yet to dig into anything creative. Like I have projects that are due, I've put them off. Um, one of them is a project I'm doing for a company in Italy, and uh, I got my kickoff on it right before they went on shutdown. And then they emailed me on Monday, like "We're ready to go." I'm like, "Slow your roll, Italy." I gotta, I gotta figure something out on my side. But uh, it's been really hard, really challenging, and a lot of. Um, Really complicated feelings about I don't want to let my daughter down or her education to slip, but I have no idea how to teach really even though I used to be a teacher. I don't know how to teach Montessori. Uh, I, I don't want to let my husband down because this is scary for all of us and uh, but then there's this piece like I still have to find eight hours or more a day
0: to write and be creative and all of that and it's very hard to be creative when your brain is stressed out. And I mean that from a chemical standpoint, I don't even mean it from like your character. I mean it literally from a brain uh, chemistry, your brain is in is pulling into your amygdala. So all the blood is leaving your frontal lobe, it's all leaving your creative space and it's moving into fight or flight and survival. Yeah. Right. And that can get triggered by, you know, somebody sending you a text or I was on the phone with my sister the other day and she was like, I heard that if you get a if you feel nauseous first, that's the deadly kind. And I was like, shut up. <laughs> you are triggering me. Yeah. I have to go work. Right. So, and by the way, I'm not saying that's true. That's just a, like the rumors are, are swirling. Right. Everything's swirling, swirling, swirling. So it's very hard then to be like, I'm going to sit down and be creative and. But all the blood is not in that place, right? So I think I'm also, for me, for the week, it's very hard. I'm terrible at routine. I barely have a routine in normal times. And so now I've got teenagers in bed and I've got another one who's supposed to be on the computer for his home school, for his school that's online. And thank God he's so good at and just gets up and does it himself. I don't know where he came from. But <laughs> I, I also, uh, for me, I had two projects that were on hold meaning i had i had gotten the job i had one was a pitch and one is a rewrite um but both for different reasons which came down to finishing deals not mine but other people involved in those uh jobs were on hold for like literally months months but now all those people have nothing else to do except like what you can do from home is talk to a writer and develop stuff right you yeah can from home so all of a sudden i have everything to do like so much work that because everybody's coming on at the same time. Um, so I'm getting a little overwhelmed in that too. Now, if I cough, nobody panic. I'm going to take a glass of water. It's not wine (laughs) wine. (laughs) Water. I actually have allergies, so don't nobody panic when I'm going to. So I'm just saying that, uh, for all of us, I think we need to commit to a specific time every day to write because then your brain will know that you're not going to be triggering your amygdala. You're not going to be triggering all of what your guilt from parenting, that all of that has to step out now. And that if your brain, I think, knows this is writing time, yeah. maybe not the first time, maybe not the second time, but eventually it will start to trust you in that place. And it'll start to pull the blood back to yeah. your creative side. And you'll just, you know, listen, it's not going to be easy. we got to ease back into the water, guys. You might just get 15 minutes of good writing, meaning actually focused writing done, and the rest is like, I don't even remember this project, and I don't, what the hell, uh, and I suck, or whatever's going on because of that amygdala. 15 minutes today, 10 minutes today, but stay there the whole hour. Um, That's what I'm going to try to do, because this week for me was crazy in terms of trying to, what's the new normal, and when can I write, and, you know, the hundreds of emails coming in, and so... I also feel like a need to start putting boundaries down around the writing so that we don't, our brains can start to feel safe in that little place. Um, And don't put too much pressure on yourself too. Like I, now we're getting all these emails, right, Lorian, where it's like, you know what so-and-so did when he was on lockdown in 1644 yeah. invented- wrote king lear well right. good for
1: him he had okay. someone bringing him a sandwich and a ham pie and a beer every day and like that's me i'm the one doing the dishes and bringing people ham pies and beer like and also shakespeare was like a really established playwright by then like he had his craft down like and he he i hate that meme i hate it so much i want to set it on fire right because
0: it's triggering more uh, brain stress that you now have to be shakespeare and that something that has to come out of here has to be greatness yes that you guys just forget it there's also that one about how the black plague stimulated the
1: renaissance yeah great so it puts this incredible responsibility on those of us who are artists to be like oh my god we have to change the world coming out of this and it's like some of us just have to change a diaper (laughs) right like if we can find one at the grocery store right like it's there's a we're
0: gonna it's survival yes so we're gonna just try to put all that aside um we're gonna what i'm gonna do today is work on our facebook page for this uh for this uh group and i want everybody to go ahead and tell us what hour you're gonna write i'm gonna tell you what hour i'm gonna write and we're just gonna be a group and this is writing time and, and you can figure it out for your own life. One is that. One is good for you. And you're just going to sit there and write and see if we can get lost in our creativity without all the, you know, it's so interesting. I just want to say, I've been thinking that I think this Corona lockdown, which is, I don't know what else to call it, is actually amplifying anything in your life that you were already struggling with. Absolutely. Right? So I already struggled with too much to do so I it has doubled for I don't understand what's happening whereas my friends are like I took a dance class with Debbie Allen today and I'm like what is that (laughs) possible so for me it's amplifying okay you need to call out you need to start setting boundaries you know or it could be interpersonal right like maybe an issue I'm having with my kid now we're stuck together like we can't walk away from each other so we are going to have to deal with what we've been avoiding dealing with uh you know teenagers but I think it is amplifying anything that you have in your life already. And so that's an opportunity, right? So for me, the opportunity is I need boundaries to sit and write and, and just do that. So let's be on the Facebook page. Let's take a, let's let's all do make a commitment there. I did make a commitment last, uh, last podcast, remember, to do my outline. I, I did, you know, public humiliation is a great motivator, we'll say. To get your butt in the chair and do it i do have have i've got a chunky outline for the series because i realized i couldn't do the pilot until i knew kind of where how the book would go out over the series and um so it's a big mess this thing that i have it's just a mucky mess but i did it i have it it's on the pages right um so but i did that by saying okay i have to do this uh because so everybody commit the commitment is good it's a good thing to do even now in this time when you're going to get now, you guys might have the opposite uh, thing that's amplifying, which is um, feeling like I don't exist, right? Or yeah. like you have to figure out what it is that's amplifying in your life and how can you address that now. It's a great opportunity in a way to start evolving yourself. So whatever. But if you have a question about that, when I put up this Facebook page, which is just going to be the screenwriting life, I hope. Yes, mm-hmm. Jeff? Yeah, we I got that. Yes, he's shaking his head. <laughs> um, I'm patching, no, It's could,
2: funny. We're talking about um, – Figuring out all the new. This is a new normal for our network too. Hey, so some of the tech stuff.
0: You guys are Netflix. very
2: patient watching. If there's been any, luckily the show is running very smoothly. But if you see little hiccups here and there, that's a part of it. You know, that's a part of what we're doing on our end. But uh, yeah, I mean we yeah, do have. have to go
0: with small people.
2: Exactly. But we do have facebookcom slash life I got that URL. I started doing a little bit on there. We just need to get it awesome. get it going. So, so uh get
0: that up right, and yeah. you guys can post questions there. You can post your commitments there. I'm going to be posting my commitments there. So I just wanted it to be a forum uh, for us. I, you know, I thought something else we could do there is post our desk or our writing space, you know, just so we can get to know each other. So I'm going to show you mine just so you can all feel better about <laughs> hers. So this is my desk. Can you see it? Jesus, Meg.
1: Okay. you right there. That's just a place for you to put stuff, right?
0: No. You write I, mean, I do have a chair over there where I where I will sit and write often. But I'm just saying, I am a piler. I'm a got too much to do, right? So, and then all those piles become distraction in this lockdown of, I got to go do that pile instead of write because look at that pile. There's bills in there. No, I have to say, nope, I'm going to go sit in that chair. And I'm just gonna write for an hour. So post your pictures of your desk. If yours are perfectly organized, I would love to see. I'm it. not saying that. I yeah, uh, let's see. Uh, no, she don't see her. Make showing me her desk. Uh,
1: so this is my desk. There's like nothing on. This is a stuff. Oh of my, my god! It's opposite of mine. But then here is my uh, whiteboard sticka sticky right. and my uh, my uh, thing. And then here is the laundry room in there. So Perfect. very. Very glamorous. Um, and outside my dog will run around and bark for a little bit. Probably she's you probably heard her earlier. Uh I have told my kid though that if she comes down here and interrupts me, it's a week of no TV. And you should have seen the look on her face. Perfect. Like, and then I realized what I'd said, the gravity of it. A week of no TV during Marianne, the that's lockdown? your punishment. What are oh you my doing? God. So she will not be coming down here. Um, And you know, I I do want to talk a little bit too about um, you know, a lot of us are home. Well, a lot of us are home with our kids and managing that and the the what you said about uh this is triggering a lot of stuff that might already innately be there. And my experience this week has been like ev waking up every day is a whole new package of, oh my God, right? Like what's on the news and there's a press conference and new numbers are coming out and new places are are locking down. My sister lives in the Middle East. And they have shut the whole country down. She lives in Jordan with her family. They've shut the whole country down. You are not allowed to leave your house. If you leave your house, you are put in jail for a year. Right. So like, I hear that and I'm like, shit, right? Like that is scary. And then I get a lot of stuff from my mom. And then, you know, but every day also, I wake up in a different mood. My kid wakes up in a different mood. So it's like, I love the idea of carving out a time to do it, but there's also like I had to exercise this morning or I was gonna lose it, right? So it's it's respecting that time that you set aside, but also there's just constant chaos and figuring out how to manage that. And for me, a big part has been reaching out to people on video chats, right? Because I'm an extreme extrovert and this is really hard for me not to go Basically, suck the energy out of other living beings, right? Uh, that's what we're always accused of being, right? Energy vampires. But having regular chats on uh, Zoom with people, or Skype, or Facetime, uh, to sort of reconnect. Yesterday, I had two really chats with other writer friend, really good chats with other writer friends. That oh, right, right. Like I finally found the space to do that yesterday. I got the space for my family. I had those conversations and. I have plans now, and it it was really grounding to do that because it this is so isolated. I know I'm just stating the obvious over and over, but like this isolation makes me feel incredibly vulnerable. Um, and and like, I don't want to get lost.
0: You don't want to get lost for sure. Um, I think the idea of Zooming, like we're going Lauren and I are going to Zoom with another writer friend and we're going to have a like writer's room for each other and we're going to talk about what we're working on and try to help each other. I think you can do that with you guys. And, you know, here's the thing about feeling vulnerable I mean, it is where a writer is supposed to be, right? Like to write is a vulnerable act. And often it can take hours to just get past all the blocks you have to feeling vulnerable to let that come up into your writing. Yes. Yeah, so in a crazy. way, <laughs> sorry, Lorian. Sorry. For thinking about this is a gift. It's a gift.
1: It's it a gift. It's a gift because I'm using two squares of toilet paper only two, to wipe my tears.
0: Only two. It's only two. So you can look at this as a gift of if you're feeling vulnerable, um, if you're feeling like uh, put that vulnerability into the work. Give it to the character if it's it's if you were a place in your writing that that character wasn't in a vulnerable place Okay, just jump to a different scene guys. Just jump to a place of where you are emotionally And if it's ahead in the script behind the script, you don't even know where that scene is in your script or in your idea It doesn't matter just write and let the character take the vulnerability for you and see what comes up for your story, right? because Um, Often when I'm working with writers, it's the hardest thing for me to help them with because we all intuitively as human beings have defenses to feeling vulnerable and it can take me hours and weeks of working with people to crack down into You know what I would call uh, their lava Right, like just this churning thing that feels like it's gonna burn you up. Well, it's up right now, right? the lava is up so it's a gift. The lava is a gift. Vulnerability is a gift. Whatever you're feeling, get it down into your writing. Um, It's scary to do that. It might be also why we're not sitting down to write because we don't know how to push the vulnerability down to write. But in fact, the vulnerability is the writing. So that's why I'm saying find an hour that whatever is coming up or churning up, put it into the writing in that hour. It has a safe space to come out. Um, don't worry about again, being masterful and like changing the world with the King Lear worry about Did I do that hour? Did I do that? And if I I hear you, Lorian, in terms of, well, life is so chaotic right now. So pick a time. And if for whatever reason you can't do that time, just commit to an hour at some point during the day. If it's moving, it's moving, right? We have kids, shit happens. I was on a meeting the other day on Zoom and all of a sudden one of the executive's pictures went out and it just went into like that little, you know, circle head and he came back and he's like, sorry guys, my four-year-old fell in the toilet. So, and I was like, yeah, this is, this is life. We all are with it, but how beautiful that we're all like compassionate with each other. And in it together all over the world, I mean, there is a beautiful thing happening. So um, I just think f- there's an opportunity for as creatives for us. And I think that might be why great art comes out of it, because you do feel vulnerable.
1: And I and um, I also, you know, as a screenwriter, so right now in Hollywood, most productions are well, I think all productions are shut down, right? Yes, TV yes. show shooting, movie shooting. I think some people in post might still be working. Um, but, uh, everything's shut down. So when I, I have an idea for a TV show and I sit down and I'm like, well, when I start to do that thing of like the logic of like, it's hard for me to imagine writing a scene where people are confronting each other two feet away because it feels like a murder threat to be <laughs> that close. Right. Like, and I'm not writing about people trying to kill each other, you know? So it's like, how do I imagine that like one day this would be, you know, a TV show and, you know, it, because who knows how long this is going to last. And you know, that's well, my logic. Is, but it is
0: It is going to end, right. I mean, yeah. there's going to be TV shows and we're going to go back to work and, and, you know, you are a fiction writer. So let's try to re- remember what it feels like to all be together. Um, yes. so, um, anyway, that's, so- just a,
1: that's on my mind, like in terms of OK, I want to write a movie about a road movie about two people in a car traveling across the country like, ugh. like that sounds that sounds like the worst thing. No one's going to want to make that, you know. So right. um, anyway,
0: Jeff you're on, dude, we can hear you just so you know. Do You want to say something?
2: <laughs> totally agree with you guys. It's, it's funny. It's a peek behind the curtain. I uh, there's hey, a couple ways for me to be patched life. in. There's Fine. like I can talk to them or I can talk to everyone. Um, But yeah, I just am really hearing what you guys are saying. It's on our end. It's been interesting, Meg, especially when you talked about just the things in your life that are challenging, feel amplified by this new normal. We're feeling very committed to trying to put out content right now because it does bring people joy. You know, the other day we had an after show where all four of our panelists were holding their dogs in frame. Um, But it's putting a strain on our staff, you know, just to be able, we're a smaller team now working out of a smaller space. And, um, But I I do think there's a lot of good happening right now. It's been interesting and kind of neat to see people rally around, you know, as we know from storytelling, conflict brings out the best in people. So that's just what we have to hope right now is in this crazy time.
0: I think it will. And do you want to do you have a minute there to talk about uh, a little bit more about how people can help our show in terms of, of what we're trying to do here?
2: Yeah, so it's been really heartening. A number of people have submitted questions to our Gmail, the screenwritinglife at gmail.com. Uh, we got a question from Sydney, Australia this week, all around the US, which is great. We'll be reading some of those on air today. And as Meg mentioned, I've been a bad producer in terms of getting our Facebook page.
0: No, no we're doing it. We're doing it.
2: We're doing it. Um, and that's going to be a great community for us to just kind of be together. I'm a writer as well. And um, I look forward to this hour every week, just producing the two of you because it heartens me as well. So um, if you have questions, be submitting notes to the screenwriters life at the screenwriting at gmail.com. Our Facebook will be going up this week. So that's a great place to kind of meet. And we plan on going live every Friday at noon. Um, so we're going to continue to do that. Our podcast is now up everywhere. Podcasts are found. So Apple podcasts, anchor, Spotify, giving us five stars. There is great. Um, and uh, let's just continue to write.
0: Yes, write, people. Craft. Let's let's do it all together. Um, uh, Lauren, yeah, to... yeah. But let's talk about theme. Let's talk about craft. Let's talk about craft just to help our brains remember, right? That what writing is, and where can we be? And theme is kind of a great um, topic, given we were talking about vulnerability, right? Yes. Because. That is really what I'm talking about when I say theme. I don't necessarily mean a um, kind of a social theme. I don't, you know, I don't necessarily mean kind of an intellectual theme. I mean an Mm -hmm. emotional thematic, an emotional thing that you are trying to say about being human and the human condition. Um, You know, it is the base, you know, when you build your engine in Act One for a feature of all the different elements and I can post online what I see in that engine you know, um, you know, if I was giving you a talk at a seminar, I'd put this behind me in a card, but I don't know how to do that. So I will post it on the Facebook page, but you know, in act one, the engine would be theme, world, tone, or genre, the main character, and what do they want, and what's their goal, and what's the conflict, and what's their plan, and the main relationship. I'll put those, uh, like I said, up on uh, the, the Facebook page, so you guys can look at those and ask questions about them. But the, the core of that engine is the thematic, Mm-hmm. Um, uh, it it to me. If you look up theme in the dictionary, it will say a distinct, reoccurring, and unifying idea, an organizing principle. Right. So some people say it's what it's about. Right. But oh, about doesn't doesn't mean plot. It means emotionally, what is this about? You know, it's not about theme. Is not plot. Theme is emotion. It's what the character is going through. Um sorry, Laurie, did you have a thing?
1: Well, I think a lot of people when we talk about theme will say like the theme is revenge or the theme is uh yeah, I always think revenge is a good one, right? Like because it's powerful because that feels emotional, right? Because you can I mean, imagine it, but it doesn't, but it's not um like, what's the point of view about the revenge? Like the main character's experience. Right.
0: Like you have to, th- you know, listen, if you can come up with revenge, I think that's a great place to start in terms of your early drafts. Like you just know this is something to do with revenge. But what ultimately you're driving to is what do you have to say about revenge? Right. What is your insight? What's your personal insight into revenge? Now you can be like, I don't know. I just have this feeling that I want to write about revenge. And I'm like, great. That's where we all are. We all start with a feeling or something, and if we can grab a word like revenge, but that's, I think many re- many times the reasons you're doing so many rewrites is because you're trying to dig up into your conscious brain, what is your insight about that, right? Because it's mostly, it's usually un- uh, unconscious, but I just wanna go back one step to get one other piece in here in terms of theme to understand. Um, if it's an organizing principle, right? Um, The other ways that people that I've worked with uh, have described it is it's the center building block for all the other story elements. You can think of that as a touchstone, a premise. Um, It's the most internal aspect of the script. It really is all the subtext of the scenes, and it really only comes up into context or out of anybody's mouth generally, Um, at at the end of act two, we can talk about why that is. Some people want their theme to be spoken in act one and I think that's fine once you know it. Um, It's really your point of view on the world. Um, I was working with the wonderful writer, Jane Anderson and she described it as the DNA of every scene, Mm. um, which I think is such a beautiful way to think of it. Every scene, if you really looked down into it is, an, an aspect or an evolution of your theme of revenge or your insight into it um, When I worked with Jodie Foster, she would say um, if you wanted to pitch a, a a Script I read as an executive and I want to pitch it to her um, You had to tell her first, you know, she would say what's the one big beautiful idea? So what's the big beautiful idea in here? singular one and that can happen a lot in early drafts, right? Like You think it's revenge, but all of a sudden it's a little bit about justifiable revenge, which is actually really about justice, which is like they start to split and fracture, right? And you've got one character working on one theme and another character working in another. And that's fine for early drafts. It's very normal. But your goal is to keep digging down to what's Either how do those two things that seem fractured, how do they actually connect underneath if we can really think, look at, oh, underneath both of those is this idea? Mm-hmm. Um, so you're that's what you're why you're rewriting to see what really tunes to you and when you get notes and somebody says, well, just cut that scene out, and you're like, you have this big emotional reaction. It's probably because you're thematic. What's important to you emotionally is sitting in there somewhere, right? So you can think about theme another way is like, why do we care? Why do we care about the main character? why is the audience engaging in your script, right? That's what I mean by theme. Mm-hmm. Um, and like Lorraine said, it's a great point. At the at an early stage, it can be very broad. It could be about forgiveness. It could be about longing, but it's great. Just get that word, you guys, right? Like, just get that word, what, you know, longing, forgiveness, guilt, that's great. When I worked in animation, um, Lorraine, do you remember how Um, people would kind of look for this theme sentence almost and like put it in cards up on the wall because in animation, you've got so many people in a such an early point of the process coming in and throwing in that everybody needs a kind of beacon, right? Or or think of it as a rudder so that when you're developing it, you're still all moving towards that emotional thematic. And sometimes, like I said, the the, the thing on the wall might be a word, um, but eventually you're trying to get into a sentence, right? Or, Or, and what and what that kind of insight is. Yeah. Um, and we've talked about this before. Sorry to interrupt. That you might not know
1: what that is as you're beginning writing. As you probably your, won't. As you're right. As you're writing drafts. As you're getting notes. That um, it's something that um, I think our brains uh, do that I don't know how to say this in like any kind of intellectual or scientific way, but because it's that vulnerable thing, because it's always going to be. I think. My experience and other writers I've worked with that it's a really personal thing that we're sort of protecting ourselves from really telling the truth of that on the page in a way. Right. So it's it's almost like every rewrite is like scraping off another layer of it until you really get down to it and you really connect to that personal. And it,
0: and it can feel very frightening to come down into it. I was working with a writer once, and his story was centering around um, his disabled uh, son and super uh, important to me because I also have a son with a disability and so but he was staying very up in his intellect right and it it wasn't feeling emotional and I, I, I couldn't kind of break through so I just started talking about my son. I just started talking about the emotionality and the vulnerability of my teenage son having an accident uh in his pants and i'm at target and what do i do and i go into the bathroom and i feel like i'm being judged because i'm bringing this teenage boy in but now i've got to deal with it and should i go and just i just poured out the heartache and the hardship and the love i have for this child and the sense of being out of control and the moment and the and the and the shame of the thought coming into my head um, I wish he was normal. And then just the, the complete beating up of myself that I would even think that because I love him as he is. And I just poured out, um, to this other writer, my messy, vulnerable, uh, self in this topic. And is you know, he's looking like with very big eyes and he said, so you basically want me to stick my face in lava. And yeah, I was yeah. like, no, your whole body. It can feel like that, but it's a beautiful, you know, you are the writer, so you're doing the hard stuff for the world. You are being the one who's brave and going into the lava so that we all can have a cathartic experience with you, right? You know, when I was, I don't remember if you, if you remember this, Lorian, but I had to write that scene and in Inside Out when Riley comes back after having run away at the very end of the movie, very fast. Yeah, Literally, it was like, well, it's 11 o'clock. Do you think you can have that scene done by three? And I was like, what are we talking about? me
1: emailing you, telling you that.
0: Hey, Meg. It you. <laughs> and I was like, what is happening? We just literally put it on a card on the board. But in some way, because I had we had to go so fast, um, I didn't have chance to put up all those mm. the barriers, right? And I just had to <laughs> Get out. Which is get what I'm saying about this coronavirus. It is offering you this chance to just get it out, right? The the, the all the all the lids uh, on the vulnerability are off. So I just I just typed that. I remember as fast as I could. I think I did it like two different versions, maybe. And they were like, okay, let's let's read it to Pete. Let's go. And I was like, oh my god. And I it took until we were in that theater because an animation you screen boards with a theater full of people. Um, And I'm in this theater, and that scene comes up. (laughs) And I just felt, oh, my God. I didn't even realize until that moment. Riley coming home and saying to her parents, you want me to be happy, but I'm not, was what I wanted to say to my parents when I was 11 years old. But I didn't have the courage at 11 to do it. But Riley did have that courage. Mm -hmm. And I was able to show in the scene, which I talked a lot about this with Pete, and Pete and I really wanted it to be so that the parents are also released into their own vulnerability and able to say, I miss home too. And that that's the real healing. Right. And I suddenly was like, Oh my God, I'm in this theater. And this is, I felt naked. I felt like, "Oh shit, right. Um, and I remember after the light, when the lights came up, it was dead quiet. Do you remember Lorian? It was like, dead quiet and I was like, oh my God, not only am I fired, but I'm humiliated. And what oh my God, this Waiting is so for bad. the rotten tomatoes. <laughs> it was so bad. And I was like, I just have to go to the bathroom because I felt so vulnerable. I was like, I just have to go to the bathroom. I just have to, go to the bathroom. I have to go to the bathroom. And I ran into the bathroom and there were women in there crying. Of course my first thought was I may not be fired. Uh but by me the by Pete Doctor being the very first person into the breach, right? Of course, it's his movie and and what he was trying to say. And then as a writer, my job is to take his bravery and his insight and now and his theme and now really get personal and be personal so that I can also help lift his idea by, by being honest and vulnerable in that moment. The speed of it helped, which is why I'm saying in an hour, you could do a lot, like just write as fast as you can. It doesn't matter if it's good. I had no time to worry if that scene was good or bad. I just had to write it, right? Mm -hmm. So uh, theme is very vulnerable. It is, can feel like lava. It can be the thing that, but it can also be so illuminating. Like I didn't even realize that that's what I wanted to say to my parents. I could never have put that in words. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like Mm -hmm. There were no words to that feeling, but Riley gave that feeling words.
1: And I think that's that's what it is, that the writing process and this vulnerability is self-discovery which right. is terrifying and that's where you find your point of view about something, right? The, the themes that you want to talk about.
0: And this is the time to really dive into that. Um, uh, again, I think the vulnerability is up and walking around, take the feelings you have, give them a, uh, to it, should we keep going on Jeff? Or I'm sorry, Ryan. Ryan, Ryan. Hi, Ryan. We have a new, we have a new producer, producer. switch. Producer
2: hey, switch. Hey, you doing? Yeah. I, got,
0: I need time check, so I should know. Should I keep going on theme? Or um. How, yeah, we we, we have a
2: few minutes left if you'd like. I was getting emotional just hearing you talk about that right now. I was like, <laughs> oh my gosh, that is such a. You're so right. It's just that she encapsulated that feeling. Um. Yeah. We we have uh just about seven minutes left if y'all want to keep okay, going. Good. I'll
0: keep going. Um. You know, I, I do think when you um, can get down into what it feels like to be a human being, right, uh, it can touch other people, right? Whether they've had that experience directly exp- or not, you—that that is the goal. The goal is to touch other people and make them not feel so alone, Yeah. right? Mm-hmm. So, you know, it's not an easy process. It, it doesn't easily come up into your conscious mind. I think the reason is often we choose stories that we are actually wrestling with. We are in the process unconsciously of trying to figure out we actually don't have the answer to maybe so theme can also be a question right mm-hmm. It doesn't have to be a statement maybe you don't know right um maybe you have a question about revenge right maybe your question is when is revenge um justified is can it ever be justified right okay now that's still pretty intellectual right here's another little trick I can tell that we're onto something and we're really getting close to theme when, when you say it, I feel it in my body. It's not a, I can intellectually understand justifiable revenge. Mm-hmm. I can understand when is, when is revenge justified, but I'm not feeling anything yet. Right? right. So I'm not, I'm not there yet. Right. But when I say 11 year old girl says to her parents, you want me to be happy, but I'm not. I feel that in my body. So I'm like, oh, they're like right there, right? So this is a full body exercise we're talking about. Um, uh, You'll know you're getting close to it if you feel it in your body. If you get um, teary eyed, great. Because if if you're going to cry when you write it, I'm going to cry when I read it. So, I mean, I'm hoping that in your script somewhere is a scene that either you felt like you had a puke when you were writing it. Or, like, you wanted to do anything, uh, like, clean your whole uh, refrigerator instead of write that scene. That's it, people. That is the work of a writer. That is the work of an artist. Because you're going to sit there and you're going to try it. You're just going to go into the lava. You're not going to clean your refrigerator. You're not going to throw up. You might, but no, you're not going to throw up. Well, um, some of us will throw up. No, no right? don't throw up.
1: But I think that really resonates even just with me because I feel like right now my whole body is activated in a way that it hasn't been in a really long time. Like I feel raw and even just thinking about writing makes me feel like I want to throw up or cry because I know that once I sit down, it's all going to come like retching out of me.
0: It's so great. I mean, Ah! Oh, my God. Think about the amount of therapy and friend talks and wine it could possibly take to get you this vulnerable. It's up, people. It's up. It's walking around. This is the gold. Yes. And here's the trick. If your critic comes in, remember, I call mine Miranda. No offense to any lovely ladies called Miranda. (laughs) Comes in you have to tell them to take a seat because they do not want you to write about this. That critic does not. It, it thinks it's going to kill you. It's already afraid of dying. You're already in survival. Your critic is going to be like, no dying today, people, because it does not want that theme to become conscious. It does not. The other thing
1: that I'm experiencing is when I sit, when I'm thinking about writing, I am supposed to be writing several things right now, right? Like I have, but what I want to write, what I'm craving, what I feel like I have to go and sit down and do is nothing that's on my professional docket, right? All right, two things,
0: because the theme is coming up and it knows... The, the muses know that that thing you want to write is the most direct access to that vulnerable thing. Then you guys in your hour, then change your hour to an hour and a half. And for 45 minutes, you're going to write that thing that the muses want you to write. You are just going to dump. And then if you have something you have to write for work or because you promised or whatever, take Mm -hmm. the next 45 minutes, take a break, take a walk around your house, uh, (laughs) take a bite to eat and then go back. Okay. And write. And I think it will channel over, right? Because. Uh, but you've got to, you've got to listen to the muses right now, people. Whatever it's telling you to write, do not judge it. Don't, don't think it has to be baloney, bullshit. It doesn't have to be anything. There's no right, right. The only right is if that you're doing it, meaning correct, is that you're doing it and that you are going in the lava. Nobody knows what your lava is. Nobody knows how deep it is. It's yours. And Lori and I are here each week. We're trying to hold your hand, right, to help you go in. We're going to be on the Facebook page, trying to hold your, you know, help you go in. Um, if you need professional help as you go in because something too big is coming up, hey, dude, we can get therapy online. I highly recommend it. I think it's good. It helps you clarify things. It helps you to see things, right? So that's a perfectly good thing. But that's the kind of stuff that I'm talking about and Lorian's talking about when we talk about theme. It's the work I do with people. It's the work I do with directors and I do with writers, right? Where I get them to admit something that they feel ashamed about. I get them to admit something that they feel guilty about or that I shouldn't feel, oh, that's great, that's a great door, go right in it. If you feel like, well, I shouldn't feel this way, wow, gold, go for it, right? Again, put it into your character. If you wanna write personal pages first, if you wanna write about that time with your mother or whatever, do it. I feel personally attacked, Meg. By me right now? No, I'm joking because everything you're
1: saying is like all the things I'm feeling, right? Like I, I'm joking.
0: It's okay. Joke. Well, but I, cause I, I wanted to feel the that. opposite. I want you to feel supported that we're all out here. We're all feeling the same thing. We're all feeling that vulnerability. It's yes. going to look different because of our past or whatever we, you know, we need to be dealing with right now internally, whatever our evolution is. Um, you're not alone, We're, but it is the job of a writer. I just can't stress this enough. It's a heightened moment of it, but honestly, your job as a writer, a big part of it is doing this all the time. Yes. That, exactly. That's what writing is. Writing is getting that vulnerable. But I want to say one other quick thing, Lorian, about, um, your insight and great idea that, okay, but what if I don't want to write the thing I'm supposed to be writing? The Only little tiny trick is... Just be honest with yourself. I'm not saying to you, Lauren. I'm saying to you, the, the, the general you. Are you not running to write those things because they are actually the thing that's got the bubbling lava? And your brain would oh much rather go write this other new idea because it's easy and it works, whereas that one has so much lava in it and it's not working, right? And the only one who- Okay, now I really do feel personally attacked. Okay, sorry. You see right into me, all my nonsense. Okay, hello people, you saw my desk. Who is a pro (laughs) at doing I am. I am a pro, as my friend Curtis says, you know, is it really better or just different, right? Like, I'm a pro at that, at going, oh, this is different, let's work on that instead, because that looks really fucking hard, I don't know. Ah, I don't know, that just fell into a thousand pieces, right? Well, sometimes- that is the work too, right? Like it fell into a thousand pieces. There's math to that story math, like, oh crap, we can't put that with that for sure. That's why, but maybe there's something vulnerable sitting in there that you don't really, and it got really close, right? And you're like, oh, and your brain is like, or oh, I could do that. So you have to be the judge of that. And that's why I think maybe doing two things in that hour and a half so yes. that, right, you're going to do your dump. There might be gold in that dump. I'm sure there's gold in that dump in terms of your new idea. Oh my that god, that teacher. sounded so bad. Gold in that dump—that's what I want. Your brain dump oh, right.
1: is what I meant. I, You're I kind know. Of I new know. idea. Um, um, well, we should—we uh, don't have time for questions. Okay. We will get to some more next week as yes. we come we'll to you live about. from yeah. our fancy at-home writing studios.
0: And we're going to talk more about theme because that was just a tip of the iceberg. Um, and we're going to talk about how to take what I'm talking about and find it in work that you already have. We're going to talk about how to um, find your own personal thematic. We're going to talk about how theme um, acts in a scene. So we'll go through more specifics as we go, but uh, we've begun and everybody stay, take care out there and please stay healthy. Keep writing. Keep writing. Our
2: founder, Kevin Undergaro, and
1: the entire Popcorn in. Talk Network. We would like to thank you for tuning in. For questions or comments, be sure to visit popcorntalk.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of the Popcorn Talk Network.